0: text. And I think the reason is, is because on, on Easter Sunday, there are so many people who are come to church, many for the first time, and many for the first time that year. And, and pastors, we have a word for these people, the word is Christers. We see them Christmas, we see them Easter, and, and that's it. And, and every year I wonder, what can I say? What can I say that will encourage them to come back? And I struggle with that every single year. And every single year today, the, the Sunday after Christmas, or the Sunday after Easter, I look out and we're a third, a, a fifth of what we were the previous Sunday. And I think, oh man, not again. Not again. I'm reminded of the parable Jesus told me. It's about a farmer who went out and sowed his seed. He had the seed, he, he threw the seed out, right? He just threw it out everywhere. I, they call it the parable of, of the multiplying seed. You know, I think it's the parable of the lousy farmer. Because every farmer knows you don't throw your seed on rocky soil. Every farmer knows you don't see, throw your seed on a path. Every farmer knows you don't throw, throw your seed in, in thorny soil. You throw your seed on good cultivated soil. This farmer throws the seed everywhere, and only some of it takes root and I pray you're here today because it's taking root so as i was preparing the to message today I thought this is a much different message and then I got nervous again because how do I preach this message in a way that's different because you've heard this text many many times how many of you have gone to like dawn, like oh, 50 Easter services 60 Easter services 90 Easter services? Yeah. 90 Easter services. You're like, yep, I know this here. Let me let me tell it for you, Pastor. I've heard this one before. How's it different? See, the great thing about this text is one story is real. And because of that, the future is certain. Jesus came, and he is the Messiah. The promised one of God from the Old Testament. But there were many who claimed to be the Messiah. There were dozens in the decades before and after Jesus who said, Follow me. Lots of people said this. The trick is this only Jesus came to something. See all those other movements, the leader died, the movement died out. Jesus dies and rises. The movement explodes. In fact, the Pharisee mentioned this. Acts chapter five. The Pharisee named Gamaliel. Gamaliel, we pronouncing that right. See, Peter and the apostles were in prison, and the leaders wanted to kill them. And Gamaliel said, "Don't kill them. Don't do anything, because if this movement is from God and Jesus is Messiah, then we can't stop them. But if He's not Messiah," then whatever they do, it's going to come for not. It's not going to work. The story is real. It's real. We also know that the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. The tomb is still empty. After Jesus' resurrection, the leaders spread the rumor around Jerusalem that the disciples came and stole his body. So everyone acknowledges, even the enemies of Jesus acknowledge, the tomb is empty. And the only question is, how did it get empty? And the disciples went around telling people, Jesus rose from the dead, and we saw him. And then, they died for that message. They died for it. Now lots of people die for someone or a cause or something that they believe in. That happens all the time. But no one dies for something or someone they know to be a lie. Imagine. Imagine you were telling people that you had risen from the dead. Good story, right? You've got lots of Facebook followers. Your Instagram was exploding. And then someone put a gun to your head, pulled back the trigger, and said, "Did you really rise from the dead? If you did, I'm going to shoot." That's about the time you go, "You know what? It's just a prank. Just a prank. I'm good, really. You can put the gun down. I'm all good. Thank you very much. I'll be leaving now." The disciples didn't do that. They all went to their graves. Proclaiming Jesus Christ as the risen one. The story is real. Really happened. Now, when we read the Gospels, as we just have the past two years, the Gospel of Luke, right? We find that the disciples are not especially courageous. They're not especially bold, and they're not especially smart. But after the resurrection. They become bold, courageous, and really wise. The resurrection changes everything.
1: The resurrection
0: of Jesus changes everything. The disciples are bold and brave because they know how the story ends. They saw Jesus. They touched Jesus. They ate with Jesus. Over the time of their own executions, their own murders arrived, they embraced death because they knew it wasn't the end. They knew it. When I was growing up, I was in sixth grade. I was a little bit older, actually in high school. But uh, we had a pastor at our church, Pastor Killian. And he was the most excellent person I've ever met. And his wife was my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Killian. And she loved us. And when Pastor Killian died, fairly young, in his 50s, church was packed, people were grieving. And as we walked out of church, there was Mrs. Killian with her three boys. And their three boys
1: were, they were all
0: college age, a little bit older. And they're handing out the flowers. And they're hugging people. And they are consoling all the guests. And they could do it because they knew the future. They knew the end of the story. And even though they were sad, and even though they were hurting, even though they were in a lot of pain, they were comforting others because they knew how the story end of the story is. Well, it's not the end. just another beginning. How would you live if you lived your life backwards? How would you live if you lived your life backwards? How would you live if you wrote the ending to your story and lived up to it? It's a great scene in the movie uh, The Lord of the Rings. See Lord of the Rings. All nerds, raise your hand. Yes! We did a Bible study on the series of Lord of the Rings. It was like a nerd fest. It was fantastic. It was awesome. Come to my house, the fantasy football draft, you'll see two posters in my basement. A Star Wars poster and a Lord of the Rings poster. Not in the kids' bedroom. It's in the basement, the, the main area. We're, we're all nerds. It's a great uh, scene in Lord of the Rings. And Samwise, Sam and Frodo, their task is to destroy the evil ring, the ring of power. And they're in enemy territory, and and life is rough. Life is tough. <clears throat> they're at the point where they know they will not survive this mission. And so Sam begins to encourage Frodo and, him, and himself by telling the end of their story. This is the scene. We'll do our best to do it. We're having some sound trouble. i turn it up all the way to full blast. I wonder if people are so What? I wonder if people will like say, let's hear about Frodo Samwise, the brain. I want to hear more about Sam. Your ending. If you had to write your obituary today, what would it say? He made a bucket load of money. She lived for her kids and no one else. Thanks to him, everyone knew the gospel around the office. Some years ago, I was asked to do. A funeral, a memorial service. And the family said, we, we want to play the song, I Did It My Way, during the service. Did you know the Frank Sinatra song? I did it my way, right? They wanted to play that during the service. And I said, well, you know, a memorial service is a, is a, is a Christian service, so we, we kind of like to play Christian songs. So I said, we just want to do it like at the end, we close the service, and you want to do a little video thing at the end. Do that, but we're not doing, I did it my way during the Christian service. And sure enough, I talked to the folks after the service, and uh, this guy was, was kind of a hard-headed jerk. That should be the title of the song. I was a hard-headed jerk. Right? It was horrible. Horrible. What's your legacy? your obituary to say, what do you want it to say, what do you want it to say, because you know how the story ends, the story is real, and your future is certain, and how will you leave a legacy in light of that future? Life is best to battles. backwards. Best to look backwards. Not looking back at your past and in regrets and failures, but writing your future. Because the ending, because the resurrection, is good. It's certain. So I wrote my obituary. Jason Haynes was born on September 9, 1973, to two awesome parents, Doug and Cindy Haynes. His older twin brother, Travis, was born three minutes before Jason because he pushed his butt out. He grew up in California, met Heather Barron in Nebraska, and made one of his smartest decisions when he asked her to marry him. The man certainly outkicked his coverage on that one. They have three incredible children for Jason's pride and joy. He was a pastor for many years and his congregation quickly learned that God really can't use the least of us. When Jason stood, he stood in the power of the resurrected Lord. When he fell, he fell into the gracious arms of Jesus. He will most certainly not live forever in our hearts. In fact, we've already sold his cherished football card collection. But we look Jesus is saved. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we will see him on that day. What's your legacy? What's your obituary? And will it last? When I say that, I mean, will it be eternal? Make sharing sure Jesus with your kids, your grandkids. Your coworkers know you follow Jesus. They know that. I was uh, This is all in California. I was talking with a guy, and I said, "Oh." The guy goes, "Oh." Um, I said something that he works somewhere, and I said, "Oh, you know so and so? He goes to my church, and he works there too." And the guy goes, "He goes to the church." Went, oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Write it down. I'll just think about it. Write it down. And then, live as if it's already happened. And write it in such a way that it lasts forever. Truly forever. Because people say the words, all he lives forever in our hearts. But those hearts are going to die too. in such a way that your legacy truly is forever because the resurrection changes everything. The resurrection changes everything. And because of that you matter. And because of that you can leave a legacy that truly is eternal. It's a legacy rooted in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. Your Lord Your Savior. Amen. 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 The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. The life everlasting.